just want to share a, a brief message that God put on my heart to encourage us this morning with. Uh, and the message, if you could have a title, it's, it's, I suppose it's called Joy Always. Um, and if your name is Joy here this morning, you're welcome. You're welcome. Joy Always. So on Friday, we looked at Matthew chapter 27, which looked at the crucifixion of Jesus. And it was pretty horrible what he went through. It was pretty terrible what happened to Jesus. But the good news is that Jesus, even though he died, today we celebrate the fact that he rose from the dead. So I'm just going to read a little passage in Matthew chapter 28. If you've got a Bible, feel free to read along with me. And this just helps us understand what happened when Jesus rose from the dead. So here we go. Matthew 28, verse 1. Now, after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the, of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake. Have you ever been in an earthquake? Yeah. You have. My daughter has been in an earthquake. How did I not know this? <laughs> wow. Father of the year. There was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven... And rolled back the stone that was protecting the tomb. You know, Jesus was put in the tomb and they put a big stone in front of it. This angel descended from heaven and moved the stone out of the way. It was crazy. And guess what he did? He sat on it. He sat on the stone. Crazy. Oh, I love it. His appearance was like lightning. And his clothes were as white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women who were there, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. But he is not here, he has risen. And he said, Come, see the place where he lay. Then, quickly, <clears throat> then go quickly and tell the disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb, and with fear and with great joy, they ran to tell the disciples. And behold, Jesus met with them and said, Greetings. Isn't that a funny thing to say? First time he sees his disciples after resurrection. Greetings. If he was in Australia, he would have said, G'day. G'day, mate. But he says, Greetings. And they came up and took, uh, took hold of his feet and worshipped him. And then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there I will, they will see me. So then we read down that they meet to see Jesus. Then down in verse six, uh, 18, 16. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted, because some do. Uh, and Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always even to the end of the age. Wow. So, Jesus dies. They put him in a tomb. They put a massive stone. Like this stone would have been hectic big, like, like this stage sort of big. And then an angel comes down after three days and looks like lightning, white clothes, and he just moves the stone away and Jesus comes out. It's amazing. What I love about this story is it's very similar to, you know at Christmas time when we hear the story about Jesus' birth? It's very similar to that because when I read in, in, in Luke chapter 2, verse 10, it talks about how an angel visited, right? Just like he, we read in Matthew 20, an angel came, and what did the angel say? Don't be afraid. Don't be fearful. 
And then what happened is that the Marys, they ran with great joy. And the same thing happened in, with Jesus' birth. An angel came and said, don't be afraid. I've got news of great joy. How cool is that? So at the very start of Jesus' life when he was born, an angel came to visit people and said, don't be afraid, be filled with joy. And at the very end of Jesus' life, after he died and was resurrected, the angel again says, don't be afraid, and they run off with joy. How cool is that? Jesus came to bring us, yes, new life, and yes, relationship with God because of his sacrifice, but ultimately... In the life we now live, he came, comes to bring us joy and not fear. So if we're ever afraid, we can just realize, that, hold on a minute, no, no, Jesus lived on this earth to make sure that I don't have to be afraid anymore, but I can have joy and live this life well. And so not only is it the start of Jesus' life that we see the angels say joy, and not only is it the end of Jesus' life where we see joy, but I want to I play a little game where we look at little situations all the way in Jesus' life, and I want you to tell me whether, they were, whether people responded with joy or whether the people responded with fear. So this is the game I want you guys to play. Now, the old people cannot play this game because they chose to sit in their seat, right? So you guys are bold enough to sit on the front, so you can play this game. So here we go. I'm going to think of a time in Jesus' life, tell a little story. You have to tell me whether the people that were involved in this story would have walked away feeling afraid or filled with joy. Okay? Let's start. We'll start with, we'll start with one, an easy one. Um, Jesus cleanses the leper. So there's a guy with leprosy, this skin disease that's horrible, like covered from head to toe in all these sores. And then Jesus cleanses him and takes away all his sores. Now, did the people who saw that, there you go, and involved in that, including the leper, would he walk with fear or with joy? Yes, right here. Are you sure? Would you be joyful if Jesus took away all of your sores? Not fear, joy. You were right the first time. I was trying to confuse you. There you go. Well done. Now, there was another, another occasion where Jesus came across... Someone who was blind, which is like me without glasses on. I feel like I'm here by myself. Oh, there you are. Welcome back. So Jesus comes along. There's a guy blind. He touches this guy's eyes and he could see again. Now, did the blind guy, who's not blind anymore, and the people that saw that walk away with fear or were they filled with joy? Uh, yes, Joy, correct answer. Oh my goodness, you guys are really, really good at this game. Okay, here we go. Another one. A um, bunch of people are hungry, starving. There's, there's a little boy. He's got um, uh, some fish and some loaves and there's 5,000 people and Jesus feeds 5,000 hungry people, which is a couple of bits of bread and a couple of bits of fish. Do people go away afraid or filled with joy? Um, I'm going to get you two girls. Correct answer for both of you. Let me see if I can do this. Oh, so close. All right, another one. Um, Lazarus, Jesus' good friend. He was dead. Dead, gone. Jesus raised him from the dead. Now, are people left thinking that they're afraid or filled with joy? This cute kid in the blue shirt. What's your name, buddy? Oak. Have you been in an earthquake too? No? Joy, correct answer. Well done. There you go. Not that you need it after what you get given this morning, but there we go. Okay, what else? Um, oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. So, so Jesus and his disciples are on a boat. Storm whips up. 
crazy storm. Big, big waves crashing on the boat. Jesus is fast asleep. Everyone's freaking out like they're going to die on this, on this boat. And then Jesus wakes up and goes, what's going on here? Speaks to the storm and it calms. Are the people involved in that filled with fear or filled with joy? Um, dude, come on, hit me. Joy, correct answer. All right, well done. All right, we've got time for one more. We've got time for one more. Um, oh, here we go. Here's a good one. This is an interesting story. Interesting. You don't even know the story yet. You just want Easter eggs. Listen to the story. So here goes the story. So Jesus meets this guy called Zacchaeus, right? Not a very nice guy. He would steal lots and lots of money from people, rip them off. Like terrible. Nobody liked him because he would steal from them. So he was really, really rich, but not because he worked hard. He was really rich because he ripped people off, which was not cool. So Jesus meets with him, right? And Jesus says, hey, Zacchaeus, take me back to your place for lunch. Let's hang out. So they go back to to Zacchaeus' house. We don't know what happens at that lunch meeting. We don't know what they talk about. But at the end of that lunch, Zacchaeus comes out and says, you know what? I've been really wrong. I I have been wicked and awful and stolen from people. So I'm going to give back half of what I have to the poor and everybody who I've stolen from, I'm going to give four times the amount back to them to fix what I've done wrong. So everyone involved in that situation that Jesus was a part of, did they end up with fear or with joy? Have I already given you one, haven't I? Who hasn't answered the question? Uh, Juki, Juki. Joy, correct answer. All right. So... Trust, there's plenty after the service. Just don't tell mum and dad, but there's stacks to come. It's fine. It'll be all good. So here's the point of my message. The whole point is at the very start of Jesus' life, which we learned at Christmas time, an angel comes and says, don't be afraid. I've got good news of great joy. And that, that good news is Jesus. And then Jesus lives his life. And everywhere he goes, he heals blind people, raises people from the dead, calms storms, makes people pay back what they've ripped off, uh, heals deaf people, heals lame people that can't walk, heals people with sores, does all this stuff. And everywhere he goes, behind him is a trail of joy because of all the good things that he did for people. And then at the very end of his life, the people were so jealous of him that they killed him But Jesus is so much bigger than death and people killing him. So he rose again from the dead, from the grave. And then even in his resurrection, the angel says, don't be afraid. This is a joyful moment. And the reason why you and I now, 2,000 years later, can be filled with joy in our life when Jesus is a part of it, because he gives us instructions about what to do. Go into all the world, make disciples, baptize people, teach them to obey what I've told them. And here's the promise, I'll be with you always so jesus who is a present source of joy because everywhere he goes he leaves a trail of joy behind him is with us always and he says in john chapter 15 11 that his joy would be in us and our joy would be full so in this life whenever you might be afraid or find yourself worried about parents bills to pay or health issues or relationship breakdowns whatever it is for you this is not a message for the kids this is a message for the people that whatever whatever time of life or circumstance we find ourselves in where fear starts to creep up if God is with us we need not be afraid because we can be assured of the fact that he's left his spirit with us to keep us buoyant with joy in the midst of the hardest of circumstances and so this is the beauty of Easter 
that we could celebrate what Jesus has accomplished for us, the impact that he had even 2,000 years ago still reverberates through history and we now live in the legacy of what he accomplished and we can have a joyful life based on the truth of who he is and what he's done. So can I pray for you guys this morning? That's my message in a nutshell. That's what I'm, what I'm basically going to share. Now, I know we've got communion, don't we? Do we have communion? Ready to go? So why don't we get that before I pray? Um, now, you're going to take a minute just to peel that off because it's going to be quite noisy. Um, ready? Ready? Three, there it goes. Here we go. Yeah. It's like everybody's putting a bandit on all at once. Uh, after the service, I'll make sure you get one, Luke. I promise. So if you want to go sit with your mom and dad have communion, you can do that. That's great. Or if you've got a snack box like Oki, that's awesome. Why don't we take our little communion cups if you sit with mom or sit with dad or whatever. Beautiful. The beauty of it, they're really easy to open and they're really just, just simple, aren't they? So good. Hey, as we finish this morning, um, if, you, if you are happy to take communion, that's fine. If you don't feel comfortable, that's fine too. Um, we're not going to force anything on anybody, but just in these last minute or two, um, I would love to pray for you. I'd love to pray for your families. I would love to um, just pray a, a blessing over your life this morning, wherever you are, whatever you've come in. Some people come in here with, with, with hard stuff. Big stuff going on in their world. And I just want to take this moment just to pray for you. And believe that God would replace that spirit of fear that might have taken a grip of your heart and of your mind and replace it with a spirit of joy. So God, as we take this communion, this bread-ish substance that we really don't know what it is, but we're told it's edible. We take this as a symbol of your body which is broken for us. We take this juice as a symbol of your blood that was shed, your life that was given up freely for us. And we take these things to remember you. In fact, we take this whole long weekend to remember you and be thankful and be grateful. Lord, I pray as we remember you, the sacrifice you made willingly for us, that you were he who knew no sin became sin for us as that substitutionary atonement, that once and for all sacrifice for, for the sin of humanity, for those who would call upon your name have been washed clean of all sin that has separated them from you. And so Lord, as we remember you, we remember the fact that you've, not given us a spirit of fear, but you've given us a spirit of love and power and a sound mind. And with those three things, that can unleash joy, unspeakable joy. Even when life is tough, even when it feels like we're being pressed on all four sides and, and life is suffocating us, we can still have an undercurrent of joy which supersedes our current circumstance. And that's because our faith is in you, our hope is in you, our trust is in you, not ourself or anything external, but it's in that internal power that is in us because your spirit now resides in us. 
And so Lord, I pray specifically in these last couple of seconds for anyone today who struggles with fear, who's gripped with terror, who's gripped with the pain of uncertainty, who's captivated by the problems of today. Lord, I pray that you would release them from that, that stronghold. Release them into a life of joy, a life of peace, and a life of hope, which only comes from you. So Lord, we thank you that you promised us that your joy would be in us, our joy would be filled. Your whole life is marked with joy and that you promised that you'd be with us always. So we hold on to that promise today. Would you bless every person in this room? In Jesus' name, amen.